Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello well, there. Well, there like, you know, I wanted to push the you know the dramatic effect a little bit even further. Um, <laughs> oh, what, what a day. <laughs> hey there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. We're back with another episode of The Bad Batches, in which we analyse the latest episode of The Bad Batch. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always my beloved co-hosts, Nikki Kumar and Claire Stribling. Hey, How's howdy, hey. Guys? My favourite part about every time we introduce an episode of the show is that you both seemingly pause for the other person and then immediately go at the same time. It's, it's, it's so <laughs> fantastic. Like, I don't know how you do it. It's synchronization. It's <laughs> exactly. We are one hive mind together. <laughs> Well, it's, it's been it's been a crazy week since the last time we watched an episode of The Bad Batch. Truly, truly crazy, man. <laughs> Feels so long ago. <laughs> I know it's coming if it's been a whole week, and it's like oh, no, technically it's been what? No, a few days. <laughs> yeah, just a few days. Which again, it extended humble brag, but I guess we watched screeners of it, so that feels even weirder because technically we couldn't speak about it for a while, so. Mm-hmm. What a what a weird time that has been. Yeah, it's it's gonna be okay. funny now because I didn't I didn't watch this one until like Saturday. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, I saw it. I'll watch it a bit later. Um, so yeah, so now I can finally get back on that hot, fresh off the press, dig in kind of thing. So <laughs> so yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun for episode three. Absolutely. So yeah, episode two kind of kickstarts off where we left off in episode one. Uh, we escape Camino, thank God, um, and we're we're on the Bad Batch's ship and we're flying through space and we start off with one of the most cutest moments in Star Wars history, which is seeing Wrecker and Omega having a little cuddle. <laughs> yeah, underappreciated <laughs> combo, underappreciated. Everyone's like Hunter and Omega, Hunter and Omega. Come on, nap buddies. I'm just saying, Play like, time. better. Yeah, that playtime had to have been wild. Absolutely <laughs> wild. That place was wrecked. Like, yeah. Wrecker lived up to his name just then, because that was that was a lot. But it was so sweet. It was just, like, big kid and little kid together having <laughs> the best time ever. Oh, With Lula. Lula. Yeah, I, I just, as soon as the episode finished, my immediate thought was that we need, um, like... We need to re. I know that reboots, co- reboot culture is bad, and we shouldn't keep re- constantly regurgitating stories. But if they were going to remake Uncle Buck, I think Uncle Wrecker would be the best comedy <laughs> movie out there. You know? Oh my goodness! Like, oh, we need someone to babysit the kids. Got to get Wrecker in. He's like smashing droids <laughs> left and right. So and sweet. Bless his little heart. Well. So before we get started, I will say this out there for everyone. If you've got any questions for us, if you want to, any questions about the episode in general, feel free to share them. Yeah, Just give, me that, give me that like a, give me that few minutes so that they can <laughs> breathe that in. You know, you know, get all that, get all the energy, get all the questions in. Um, feel free to drop them in. Depending on the context of the questions, we might answer them at certain points. So if you said like. Wow, I really love the end credits. We probably might leave that last. Probably might start <laughs> probably. with that one. Um, 
so yeah, uh, you know, it's there for you. I'll keep that for a little bit. But we also want to go through certain key points. We don't we do it sort of chronologically, but we have like key sort of topic points we want to go through. And the first one we have for this week is new experiences and old friends. So of course we start off the episode with new experiences, especially for Omega, who, you know, the poor poor young girl has only been on Camino, which mm-hmm. as someone who lives in Britain seems like I could deal with it. Cause that's kind of what we have all the time. It's just constant rain and you know, weirdness, but for her, like this is, this is one of those classic, I think in, in our recap, I mentioned it was kind of like the force awakens where Ray gets to see Tekadana for the first time. She's never seen so much, so much green in the galaxy before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like how cool was that? Yeah. It was so sweet. And like it there's like the added pressure of like she's a little kid who has not ever been around children like herself. Like obviously she's mm. working on Camino and there's a lot of, you know, younger clones, but it doesn't seem like they really allow her to mingle with any of them. So not only does she get to like go out and see this beautiful like this beautiful planet filled with all of this amazing flora and and this just crazy new environment that also she gets to like start to be a kid and explore and it's just so pure it just it just makes me so like i think the phrase i used earlier this week was it made my grinch heart grow three sizes that day I was like, <laughs> oh that's what it's about i should go outside and look at some dirt and be like that's pretty cool some kids don't get that <laughs> I just want to give a shout out. Oh, yeah, you go first. Uh, Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the animation department because um, if you're going to make Omega thrilled about dirt, that dirt better look good. (laughs) And and they they animated those like tiny particles. Like that was amazing animation. And again, just another example of, of how far this technology has come and, and these stories. And because this is very much a, a throwback to something we saw when the animation didn't quite look as it does now. Um, so it was, it was just really kind of special from a technical standpoint to see that. And she was amazing. She was adorable in that whole scene. Yeah. It's funny. Like the show starts, well, the clone Wars started off with people complaining about hair particles and how hair didn't move the right <laughs> way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was two points in this episode, which when, if I was to describe it to anyone else, they'd think, are you insane? Which is one I was like, that's that's incredible dirt. I love that dirt. That's great, great dirt, great dirt animatics. Mm-hmm. And the other one was uh, Wrecker's hat, how it willows and it just yeah. blows oh, in the yeah. wind. It was like floppy hat. I was like, oh my, my god, that's incredible. Also, what... speaking of floppy hats, like, can we just take a like a moment to appreciate all of the fits in this episode? There's some very good things going on. I'm just saying, there's some fashionable choices. Cuts, cuts. You know, he's a stylish, dude, man. He's, he's well cut. He's <laughs> he's that too. <laughs> and and of you course, know? it is it is uh, Mother's Day here in the U.S. And what a perfect day to talk about a per- a perfect mother <laughs> in, yes. in Star Wars. Shout out to Sue, still rocking it. Eleven years, still got it. My queen. Go, oh my lord. She still okay. got it. The galaxy's yeah. milk. Absolutely. 
and yeah, <laughs> I, and then that's where the old friends comes in. Obviously, we get to see Omega inter- interact and experience new stuff, like you were saying. Uh, see kids that don't exactly look exactly like her, <laughs> kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> who aren't genetic duplicates of her. Um, and also, we get to see old friends and Cutler Quayne and also um, Sue and the kids. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's, I remember um, w- watching it and, like, basically right off the bat when they were like, it's the Lucamai. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> apparently people had, because I didn't pick up on it from the first episode, but people heard the J19 and then mm-hmm. went snooping around and narrowed it down. So um, it's it's funny that people also got it from there. But, yeah, I, just right off the bat, it was like, oh, they're not going to make us wait to figure out who they're going to see. <laughs> and so that's That's fun. I like that. Yeah, because I feel like all the theories we do have, like, oh, they're going to meet this character, this character, this, 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 these clones. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to sort of... No, I, I don't want to say, like, finish off those plot ends, from because obviously the Clone Wars was an anthology series, and the whole point is that they're different stories. But I would argue it's more to experience what they're experiencing post-Order 66 from a different viewpoint. Like, I thought it was very interesting that, seemingly, Cut wasn't affected by Order 66, Mm-hmm. Like, Very interesting to think about. Is it because he didn't hear the <laughs> like? They were like, "Oh yeah, old six six But he just like, "Oh, oh I've got to go kill some kids now." Like, you know, what I mean, like, how does that work? Like, does he move to a different planet and he meets some other person who's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I just escaped something," and you know, like, how does that? It's interesting to think about that. Yeah, there's still sort of like the nebulous, weird lines around the whole thing. Um, yeah, I guess you can just sort of accept it as not being relevant to it almost like, yeah, um, of course. yeah, like there's just no, there's no, obviously no way to hear it. it it's funny to think if, if hearing it is simple, you're like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird sort of, uh, gray area with, with order 66 <laughs> still, even as much as they've like tried to define it. Um, it's still that, that weird sort of what exactly clicks for who and and yeah do you think and it's, it's like, interesting uh, too because like if you think about it cut isn't really surrounded by any jedi mm-hmm. at the time i wonder if that has something to do with it we like uh alex over at star wars explained had a very some very very interesting theories and y'all should definitely go check what he had to say out about it but Did he explain them it, <laughs> unfortunately he did not have a definitive explanation just speculation but it was some really good speculation i was like oh i hadn't thought about it that way before so go check that out if you haven't but yeah it's very interesting because we sort of know how it works but we don't there's it seems like we don't have cut hey hey, cut and dry rules here Mm -hmm. um yeah it's very interesting to think is it activated by the force is it act like by having someone's like force wi-fi signal emanating near a chip i don't know what is going on but 5g he's 5g (laughs) (laughs) cut didn't get the vaccination no it's it's 5g it's 5g oh my god because five was gunned down well that's all we've got time for this week (laughs) no uh no (laughs) do you think it's just like the scene in misery where like Cut wakes up at night time. There's like lightning in the distance, and it's like flashing, and you just see Rex over the bed because Rex visited the previous night, and like Rex has got like this big like <laughs> removal device. He's like, Shh. <laughs> just, needs, 
just to do something. Oh my god! Just a, a, a little, a, a little bit of brief surgery. No, it's that's a very unpleasant thing to be surprised by in the middle of the night. But you know. <laughs> Twin Suns cosplay says, I believe the order has to come from a ranking official. Yeah, but what if the ranking official was like a Burger King? And he's like, oh, I've got Order 66. Like, will, that, will the clone just be like, well, I've got to go murder, I've got to go murder people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, really? Only the, only the writers do. <laughs> whatever's most convenient for the yeah, story. That's the real one. The real yeah, answer yeah. is whatever's most convenient for the story. But yeah, Exactly. Um, <laughs> he said, Bob says, no. No. <laughs> well, you know, we don't know. We'll see that. We'll see. It. I mean, we've still got, what, 14 more episodes left? Yeah. We might see a burger like game start. So there you go. Oh, uh, but yeah, really cool to see them. One of my favorite moments, and I think I texted Nikki this as soon as I was watching it, was the. I was like, wait a minute. So. If you would explain the Bad Batch, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's not really a continuing story. It's like, you know. But then I was like, to Dave Filoni, one, gave us the return of Cut Laquane. Two, he has a sequence where we get to hear the original A New Hope, like Lars Homestead sound effects when they're all in the kitchen. I was like, I love it. I love it. Like, he just, I just brought back memories of watching Aunt Brew put those cabbage leaves in that big pot. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet memories. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I remember. Um, good old pre-charred husk days. Those mm-hmm. were good times. The best. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool to see, obviously, like, these old characters return, but viewing for a new lens and sort of... I think we said this last time, like, the characters that are reintroduced or re-brought back aren't there just for fun. They're there to to do something story-telling-wise. If it's for Kanan, it's to show Order 66, obviously, for the Bad Batch, and also because it's, you know, like, they have a relationship with young Caleb, it shows. And so I guess it hits a bit harder when you see a young child react that way. In this episode, I thought it was really interesting about having cut there, because he's... Well, the the whole episode's about, like, parenting, and it's, like, similar to the Mandalorian episode, like, can I raise this child? My life is dangerous. Is it risky bringing the child up with us? And then you just have to realize that, no, it's the, the safest place. It's obviously with us. And moving forward, which brings us to our, you know, next segment, which is obviously Cut wants to get off planet because the Empire is locking things down and it's not very safe for his own children. Which comes into Code Chains and Fascist Origins. So Code Chains first appeared in The Mandalorian. Were you guys surprised to see it reappear here? Never <laughs> <laughs> surprised anymore with Dave Filoni. Um and even though he's not like full on credited for this episode, it's like it's just clear, like this is what they do. They they start something and then they retroactively tie it in again. Um, so, so yeah, no, it was just really cool. And, you know, just goes to illuminate that side of the world. And and I think it's also funny how, um, this was like, they use this episode to do that because I think it was also, uh, it was in the deserter when, um, 
cut is like, oh, you guys are using names now? What happened to the numbers? And it's like, I thought the numbers would be more efficient. That's what they, that's what they like over there. Um, so it's kind of funny that this has always been sort of a theme for even just cut. Um, so to have him in now two series sort of illustrate this point, which is very much a wider theme of, of uh, the Bad Batch, which is like this, this loss of identity and, you know, the, the loss of individuality and blah, 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 all of that. Um, it, it was just cool to have cut central to all these points being made about who you are, what you're, what you're referred to as by the system. Um, I, I just thought it was really cool. And then of course the Mandalorian connection is, is even better. And it makes, it made perfect sense. Surprise isn't the, maybe isn't the word that I would have used to describe my reaction to it, but it was more of a, ah, yep. That makes sense. <laughs> um, cause later they use these chain codes to track people. What a perfect, perfectly evil way to uh, be able to hunt people down later and you, by using these chain codes. It's very, very, very interesting. Um, and it makes sense that slap the space social security numbers on them right away so that we can mm-hmm. organize them and, and keep track of where they are and how they travel and all of these and to what places they travel. And it's interesting. It was an interesting and cute. I just, it was more of a just like a ha moment as opposed to being full on surprise. Me like, yeah. Checks, checks out. But that makes me really, it makes me really happy though that Cut and his family were able to get those because it's at the same time, even though it's like we can track where you go, it's also like in a way, it's like this like protection against people thinking that he's a clone. He's just an average citizen, average number now. And mm-hmm. uh, it's an extra little, you know, maybe he, they don't have to hide quite as much anymore i hope so mm. i hope that means that we get a happily ever after for them i hope we don't see them again i think yeah. they're great but I, i'm just i'd be happy knowing off into the sunset we're all good chain codes in hand but no. same I, like we just had that question up a few minutes ago of the uh like were we afraid for a cut when it was yes. <laughs> i was like oh god not again um it's like please, like, I please don't went, hurt him yeah we already went through that and uh so yeah, no, I'm totally the same. I'm like, it was nice seeing you guys. Take care. Hope to never see you again. <laughs> be well. <laughs> like, if if the kids want to be resistance fighters, that's fun. Um, but like, I just need this family to have some peace and and to be safe. So so yeah, I'm totally fine if we don't see them again for uh, the rest of the bad batch. <laughs> yeah, because if we see them again, it means trouble is not far behind. <laughs> yeah, don't want that for them. <laughs> it's yeah. like a farmer on the wall. It's See him again. It's not a good thing. Oh no! Not the not the poor <laughs> farmer guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, and it, 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 I think what was interesting as well was that. Well, first of all, I'll say yes. I was also kind of like wary and scared, especially that that last thing because they had the really great scene of the tension, which we'll get into. But that whole scene was like built on tension, and then you go, oh, relief, and then it cuts to and it's like that that one trip of like. Hey, you look like me. <laughs> it's like I gotta, I gotta go anyway. I'll catch you later. Um, <laughs> you looking good. <laughs> but like honestly, dude, don't you look in a mirror like every day of your life to get ready? Like Empire took all the mirrors out. out. I, I guess when there's everyone looks like you, it's like yeah, it doesn't really surprise you as often. Um, no, I guess not. 
but yeah, for the code chains, it didn't even really click. I guess it, it did click in the sense of like the Mandalorian, but I wasn't really focusing on the Mandalorian really when I was watching the episode. My immediate thought was just real world stuff. And obviously the fact that this is the rise of the empire, this is them being openly fascist now. It's not them like pretending it isn't fascism. Um, they're, they're, it's, you replace coach chain with identification papers, and that's what mm-hmm. that's the, what the Nazis did. Um, especially in, and I think it's really interesting in terms of like Salukamai, and I think um, Hunter brings it up the idea that the clones went to this planet to help free them or defend against separatists, and they're staying there. They're not going to just pack up and leave. They they've put their boots down. They've They've got all operatives there, setup stations. They're not going to be leaving there. It's now part of the empire, and that's horrifying. And that's especially what happened in the countries that were occupied by the Nazis and during World War Two. Is that those people were the ones who uh, had to have the identification, you know, the identification papers, and it, it, it's it's scary. And hopefully, it will sort of um, teach people to maybe explore real life stories and real life elements of what happened in real life history because that's what's kind of horrible and you're like oh this wouldn't happen it's like well it does and it, it did it did and it does <laughs> um so yeah i'm really glad they sort of delved into that also the big hologram that appears was vice admiral rampart who is the action figure i think the generic white imperial <laughs> action figure <laughs> <laughs> so it was like Oh, cool. Like, I saw in the credits, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool like, to see. Let me just name. complain really quick. Go go ahead. Admiral Rampart, or Vice Admiral Rampart, better be the coolest villain ever, because if he got a toy <laughs> before Rise of Skywalker Poe, <laughs> or Rise of Skywalker <laughs> Finn, or anyone else you want to throw out there, I'm going to be asking some questions to Hasbro. So, Rampart, you better bring your A game because you got a toy. <laughs> so you better it, you better bring it. It's bad, absolutely. But two, I would love to see the like late eighties advertisements with these toys. Like Vice Admiral Rampart with legislation. <laughs> <laughs> Data pad. Data, Data pad. Hologram face. <laughs> I'm gonna clamp your ship. Out now, <laughs> um, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I <laughs> I thought it was really cool. Um, Gersimran Sandu, who wrote for the final season of Game of Thrones, but I feel like she was also a writer for like most of the show run, at least on the lower down. Uh, but she was, main a, she was an assi- like an assistant, assistant or a runner, um, right? And yeah. then on the the last season, she was a staff writer. So it's not like you can you can't like find an episode that she's like credited with yeah um but like she helped helped out all of it yeah mm-hmm. and i was like you know i'm good for you because there's so many people that regardless of our own feelings or whatever on us i feel like we're maybe a bit too harsh <laughs> on, on you know a tv show or a story that people worked on so it's cool to be like oh hey well at least they got to do a really cool star wars story um yeah and that's always cool just to see um you know people start with a production assistant job and then, you know, work their way through. Like, it's, it's just nice. It's nice to see that regardless of whatever you want to say about how that last season <laughs> turned out for anyone. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's a, it's good for a career 
we all we love to see success cheer for success absolutely and it's just yeah again really awesome to see someone succeed in that way and i thought the episode was really great overall like writing style like i know people were saying oh it's a bit like the mandalorian episode i was like well not really because that was more of a nod towards the famous trope and other films you know uh, of the village being attacked this wasn't that it was more of a sort of like a world war ii-ish escape story do you know yeah, I mean? it's almost like, like a breakout more than anything yeah, bits of Casablanca, you know, like yeah. leave this country and yeah. get out, get out of here because it's getting too crazy. Um, so yeah, I really love that sort of the style of seeing the Empire sort of slowly creeping. All, all the clone troopers are now just pure wearing white armor. You know, it, it, you can tell that within a few years, this is going to be straight up like we see in A New Hope. Yep. Uh, it says more like rebels. Yeah. I yeah, agree. I can, yeah. Yeah, like oh, a yeah. episode, I thought it was a really <laughs> good distinction there. Um, <laughs> uh, Braxton says, and that Mando episode was criticised for being like a Clone Wars episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. First of all, Braxton, what a, what a delightful image. <laughs> oh, if you don't uh, keep track of Braxton on social media, like on Twitter, Braxton has made his way into my heart as being the meme king of Kessel Run transmissions. The memes are beautiful. They Braxton come out of nowhere and they're so funny. They are so funny. So Braxton <laughs> is a meme lord over there. And you're so right. <laughs> Braxton, put your um social at. We'll we'll tag it up. We'll put it on there. Um yeah. But yeah, like it was just really cool to see all those elements. And I that's what I, I love that about the whole rebels being like rebels, because I, I love rebels and the stylistic. We saw a lot of Quaalians. You know, like the, mm-hmm. hey, you guys. Yeah. Or <laughs> <I was like, laughs> well, my, fa- my favorite part of my recap for the uh, for the website was, <laughs> I said, you know, it's an animated Star Wars project when they in- reintroduced the uh, generic white Mandalorian woman. Do you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, the, that one shot. Of that the, one shot, she's always there. It's the like reused. The, it's the reused skin. It's like the hair is like the Lego piece. <laughs> it's mm. like... I thought, it was I thought it was beautiful. She's a star. She's just the best. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's like the Where's Waldo of animation, honestly. Right. <laughs> this, She's this in every be- scene. This yes. beautiful angel. <laughs> you know, she's always she's there. lurking. She's somewhere. there when you need her. She's there when you need her. Okay. Uh, there you go. Shout out to Braxton. Follow him on Meme Tastic. Perfect. Speaking of speaking of Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> below. Um, hey, <laughs> but I guess the crux of this uh, this week's episode was more about the idea of being a parent versus versus being a soldier, or more specifically. And I think one of the things we were most excited about the show is not just oh yeah, it's the bad batch going pew pew and fighting whatever, but it's the idea of what do you do after the war. If you're a clone trooper, because for the majority of the clones, they're kind of in that state of they've been brainwashed. And I feel like after Order 66, it seems like there's like an after effect of the Order, at least, where they seem to be more willing of following the indoctrination techniques and the sort of pure for the Empire. And you don't see that with the troopers that aren't 
affected. Like you see, like with Rex, and you see with the Bad Batch, they seem aware and like they understand the difference between what they were fighting for as a republic versus an empire. So it was really interesting actually seeing Hunter try and work out what they do now. Like and being a parent, like can they be a parent in this galaxy? Like what 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 do they do now in the in this galaxy? So that was really interesting. What did you guys think about this whole sort of subplot of the being a parent versus being a soldier? Yeah, I think it's a it's very much a sort of touchstone of a lot of these stories we've seen. Um, you know, you can point to Canaan and Ezra and this this responsibility or this this feeling of like I don't know what to do you take him. <laughs> like that was like the whole Luminara plan for Kanan was, ah, oh, I'm not prepared for this. So I just give her away or give him away to her and then she'll take care of it. And then also, you know, Mando with Grogu early, you know, I think it was even the, uh, it was the Omera episode, right? Where he's like, he'll be happy you're mm-hmm. here. And, um, and you know, and now it's now it's Hunter and Omega. And, you know, she, she needs she she doesn't need me. She needs like an actual family. And like again, the realization is you are the actual family. And and um, so it's you know it's it's a great trope. It always works so well in Star Wars. Um, I for whatever reason you want to point to, it just works well because it's it's not even like they're the same people. Like it's Kanan, Din, and and Hunter. It's like they're opposites in a lot of ways, but, but yeah, this relationship is, is, um, is really, is really important and, and really special. And I think it's again, using cut is like the perfect like example, like cut is all of this statement in one. It's, mm-hmm. um, he knew, he knew what to put aside to live peacefully and live happily. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's perfect that they used him. Yeah, it's like one of those things that I have thought about a lot is the transition from the clones and the clone army to the stormtrooper recruitment army. And we saw the beginning of this last episode uh, with Tarkin, and now we're seeing, well, not the beginning of phasing stuff out really, but uh, we're right on the cusp of that happening. But they've left early. And so what I have been thinking about a lot with this episode is that the Bad Batch has a choice. They now have a choice on what they can do with their lives. They now have a choice on how that transition goes because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't feel entirely comfortable with what's going to happen to the rest of the clones that are still stuck in the service of the Empire. Um, I'm a bit worried about what's going on there and how we're going to be able to I didn't want to use that phrase, but um, there's, there's, it just, I don't, I don't think this, I don't think happy stories are to come when it comes to phasing clone troopers out and putting recruited troopers in. I, I, <laughs> I'm scared. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I just think that when you've created all of these beings who are designed for this one purpose, which is to be a soldier. And then they lose that purpose or that purpose is taken away from them. What are they going to do with these people? And I am a scared, quite the scared. Um, but the bad I, have an opportunity to like choose right now. Mm. They have an opportunity to choose and potentially have an opportunity to save their brothers. Hopefully. I'm less nervous. Mm. about this and i don't think we will see a clone extermination 
in the terms of like, well, we don't need the clones anymore. Let's kill them all. Like, I think it's going to be more so. I think, uh, yeah, Aiden says. I bring this up briefly. Um, do we think we'll see a clone rebellion? Yeah, I don't know if you remember the original Battlefront Two game, but there was a really great uh, mission where yeah. the stormtroopers are brought in, and some of the stormtroopers are clones, some of them are recruits, and mm-hmm. they're brought in because on Camino, the Camin- the Kaminoans have cloned Django Duplicates, ordering to fight the Empire. And we've seen how they're, you know, being really anxious so far. So I think it'd be really cool if we actually do like a clone troopers versus the Empire. I would and love that. That would be but really awesome. Unfortunately, you know we know who wins. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing is we know who wins, and it might end in Bob's comment, and I don't like that idea at all. That, that's the difference. Like those troopers might be killed, but I feel like will we see extermination? No, because I'm pretty sure that in Rebels, um, when they bring up some of the files for like Wolf, Rex, and Gregor, it's suggested that there is a retirement system. Yeah, it's it's not a word I expected to use, but I was gonna say, I think it's more graceful, <laughs> like than uh, extermination, because yeah, what we see from like Wolf and them and the relationship, even though Wolf is paranoid, but the relationship he kept with the empire and that he could like just call him up. Um, I think it has to do more with like, you've served your purpose. Go be well. Bye. See ya. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think like- they just sort of kick them out. And I think that's yeah. also, that also feeds the character and the, again, like the loss of purpose and identity because there's no, like we say, you say retirement, but it's like no retirement plan. It's just yeah, not it's, out. Um, it's not just retirement. It's, displacement it's becoming yeah. a homeless pack of yeah. clones just all over you're, like you're not our you took my home you took Go. my job you took my everything what do i do now i just Which, yeah how to figure to that out too political but that's kind of what happens in real life kind um, of to veterans i mean kind of or absolutely happens 100%. yeah no for um, sure it's a huge issue yeah um, so it's interesting to yeah. see that they delve into that especially obviously yeah, like you, you were saying, Nikki, about like these clones, especially like Wolf and that, even though they had their chips removed, I would imagine that it was probably after they did these horrendous acts. So there's probably still like some leftover bits of, you know, brainwashing before obviously they, they deal with yeah. the rebels. And then and the, guilt. the guilt. The guilt, especially yeah. when Absolutely. you have it removed, right? Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I. And again, it's like this. It wouldn't be the first time where something's been lightly established and then is, you know, changed. <laughs> um, so, like again, anything could happen. You could have, you could very much have a a violent resolution. But, but I think based on at least rebels, I, I feel like it's going to be something they just try to slip out the back door. Um, so, but yeah, I think a rebellion would be cool. Even even not not like a a wide thing, but like even if just like a few of them were like, let's do this. Um, I think that'd I mean, be interesting. I think that could be an interesting thing as well because if you think about where we're at in the Mandalorian, um, we have insinuated that cloning is going on and that Camino is involved in some sort of way, just but based on the iconography on Doctor 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 Pershinger. What do we call him, Doctor Guy? Yeah, Dr. Dr. Guy. Guy. <laughs> and, uh, Dr. Guy. Yeah. 
it, it just implies Camino. It's also like the idea of a clone rebellion on Camino could be super interesting because that could also be the Empire's opportunity to take Camino and take those facilities That's and begin that it. Palpatine process, which is it's, what I just keep thinking of. I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's the exact same excuse he did for the Jedi. It's mm-hmm. look what they did. They, they oh. caused this rebellion. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had to. Order sixty seven, take out Camino. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, oh, what no. if that if that does anything to the to the chips and stuff? Because there has to be a certain limit. Like if they're like you have to murder your brothers, do you do it? I guess you do because that's what we saw in Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah Unfortunately. Empire ain't that neat. <laughs> yeah, it turns out uh, fascists are bad. <laughs> Breaking news. Who would have thought? Um, who, who, yeah, who would have thunk? Um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see that. Uh, in terms of like the children element, like Madeleine says, I like it, but it's like the third time Felonia has recycled pot. I guess, and I see this a lot. I've been seeing this a lot about like Felony praising Felony, saying he's the worst person in the world. I think. It's important to remember that he's not doing everything. <laughs> he's not like Jesus. He, he has to. He's not in charge of the show. It's a different head writer and a different um, set of people involved. So, you know, if there are some similarities, I guess you know it, yeah. it makes sense. It's a storytelling trope, but at, at the same time, it depends on what the storytelling trope is being used for. Is it there to yeah. push certain characters in the Mandalorian? It's to delve into this soul who hasn't really connected with anyone else since his parents were murdered and he has to cover himself up and he finds connection with another creature if it's to do if you yeah if you think about this it it is hunter being scared of getting involved it's like he doesn't understand and it, we, i really love that sort of sequence where he shouts at omega and we see how someone who is still a soldier compares to Someone who's been a father for probably longer than he has been a, I guess, a yeah. clone, like a soldier, because clones age very quickly. So mm. I can't imagine Cut is that old. He's got grey hair, but he's like what six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think he, he crashed down there pretty early in the war. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and yeah. you know, I think that's also like another point to be made on like the Filoni comment is that. That's also kind of the nature of Star Wars. We have three different trilogies of a young person <laughs> discovering their abilities, <laughs> blowing up big machines, and and you know it's don't make us say it. Poetry. There we go. But yeah, it, it's very much like very similar plots, kind of repeated. These universal themes of found family. These universal themes of discovering your destiny. And, you know, it's, I, I, I'm not too bothered by it. I'm not too bothered because if they did it in a way that was different enough for me for the, in this episode and that there were different end goals of this episode. Um, and, and specifically it did teach, um, Omega to be a kid, which is something we didn't see so much with Grogu a little bit because he was mostly, he was being gawked at by children (laughs) And he was like, oh, cool, and eating <laughs> frogs and stuff. Um, but no, I just think that this is its just a bit of a different dynamic for me um, and an important character development step for a lot of them. So I don't yeah, mind. Yeah. If it develops the characters, I'm cool with it. 
Appreciate exactly, that. and that's what is most important at the end of the day. We want to know what these characters are like, and that's where we get those ideas from. Um, we also have a scene late, earlier on in the episode where they're talking about what is Omega's mutation, like, or sort of, sort of discussing what that could be. And I believe it's the Kaminoans don't create without create for a, a reason. Yeah. So, what do we think that is? Because obviously, we got Braxton here saying. What do you oh. think about the theory that a mutation is mimicking? Wait, I Which love I think... that. Oh. Mimicking <laughs> all of the uh, motions yeah. Hunter did in the first. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. He's so cute. Those two, like, obvious things. Um, yeah. I guess okay, maybe. Like, That's interesting. My immediate thoughts, have you got, did you guys watch ever watch the show Heroes? No. Oh, I didn't. Okay, so the main character in that, his ability is that he can, like, sort of take... He can, like, copy powers. But he also... It's, it was mm. all to do with connected with empathy. Like, it was all empathetic. That's how he, like... He has a great understanding of empathy and stuff. So that's kind of what I'm hoping we get with Omega. It's like, she's got a good empathetic connection to people. And also, she might be able to, like, mimic abilities. Like, maybe not strength and stuff, but a good instinct for shooting and... Um, watching other people do those tr- those tricks and stuff. She saw like how tech was doing some of the technological stuff today, and I thought that was really cool as well. So maybe that's it. I don't think she's force sensitive. I know that's the big the big theory of the day. Um, I feel like it's too early on. If there was going to be a clone rebellion and then the Empire took over, I feel like that's when the work would begin on purely nefarious reasons and shenanigans. Um. Yeah, not to be like that guy, but you know, we've we've had a few force sensitive people and stuff, and I feel like if you're gonna have like another child character, maybe don't have it have force powers. Um, but then again, even if she does, we're gonna love it. So yeah, that's it. It's like, and also like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did because it's poetry. It rhymes. It's been rhyming. It's gonna continue to rhyme. Um, my thing, what I think is going on with Omega is I am kind of down with the force sensitive thing. Do I think that it was done on purpose? No. I think the Kaminoans made an oopsie in their altered clone and all, and then they realized, oh, wait a minute. This kid has something. We can't tell Palpatine about this. We can't tell them about this. This was a big old oopsie and we need to figure out how we made this oopsie. And I think that eventually <laughs> Tarkin will figure out the oopsie and be like, we got to hunt down the oopsie. I've been saying oopsie a lot, but you know what I mean. So yeah, the Kaminoans don't create without oopsie. They, they don't create, but sometimes there could be an oopsie. That's how we get 99. And he was an oopsie, but oh. he was a great oopsie. <laughs> Oh, that, uh, thank, you, thank, you for, thank you for bringing up 99 because I want to show you this picture I made. Um, I love 99. Oh. <laughs> look at his look at little hair. Look at that. Look gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> sweet boy. With it's a sweet like diadem. The the Kaminoans are like I, I knew he shouldn't have taken Siphodius's hair from his pillow <laughs> and he stayed here. <laughs> I knew that was gonna get lost in the in the genetic material. And well, then, they still, yeah. Now they, now they hoo- we have you see. <laughs> they hoovered Obi-Wan's seat. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it, the cleaning crew didn't do a good enough job. 
Wouldn't it be amazing if like, the, the, the Bad Batch find this like hidden vault, the doors open up, and it's like it's like bodies like looking down, and the lights come on, and then they all start looking up, and all, all you hear is like a reverberating echo going, "Hello there, hello there, hello there, hello there." Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! My That'd goodness, be, wouldn't that be great? And that's like maybe that, that's like, what the Obi Wan Kenobi series is all about—a million Obi clones. It's just it's just Commander Cody in like the sort of similar armor as Crosshair, like having to murder all these different Kenobis in different ways. <laughs> oh no! It's like it's like the bunny suicides, but with Obi Wan Kenobi clones. Oh my, oh my god! god. It's like this Obi Wan stuck a fork in a, in, a, in a plug switch. Um, Happy him. tree friends for the win, man. <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, and yeah, the final thing we're going to be talking about today is family. Because there was a lot of family in this episode, whether that's the clones themselves, like reaching out to friends of old, or, you know, just family in general. We are family. That's where I'll stop. It's what what Star Wars is about. (laughs) Family. Bear with me one second. Here we go. We got a question. What will Omega learn about next? Five dollar carry out pizza at Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She's gonna it's gonna she is she thought dirt was good? <laughs> She's got no idea. She's gonna be like, Oh my you god, just walk out with it? What? Um so yeah, no, it's it's gonna be gonna be special for her. Real special. Oh my god, pizza. Can you do it? What should you do? If I was to do the Omega impression, who wants to go first? Oh no. Save that for later. Yeah, <laughs> the, the after <laughs> show. <laughs> well, the after show is just all in New Zealand accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, what are Omega learn about next? I don't know. I guess maybe they explore a bit more into what her... Because I don't know if you... Does, do you think we, she knows what she her core creation was? Because she seems very attached to, obviously, the Kamen Owens. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks at the, you know, the, the bees and stuff, and... She misses home. Really Just interesting. And I was, I was really interested, actually, last week, because people were very defensive of... Or, like, not defensive, but were, like, sort of doing a 180 on the, the Kamen Owens, and they're like, do you know what? They're actually great people. I'm like, I don't, I don't think they are. <laughs> like, I think that they're, like... <laughs> Well, we've both been screwed over with our deal, so our product. Never, we've got we've got the product. Let him go. Let him go. Never yeah. forget the uh, the Dex's speech, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to that, right? It's like oh, it depends how good your manners are, because um, that's what With it all breaks down to. Pocketbook. Yeah, it's like they they will heard. act entirely in self interest, no matter what. So, and I gotta say, Tarkin didn't show up with manners. That facts. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want a fifty percent uh, discount, please. According to Honey dot com, I'm a Camino and Batch. Uh, <laughs> twin place, twin sons cosplay says, "Are you sponsored, Nikki? Are you sponsored by anything?" Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> we we are not sponsored by the Coca Cola Corporation. No. But if they this wanted galaxy to, like... or one far away, we have nothing Where's... to do with them. <laughs> oh my god, where did my swag bag get? Lost in the mail or something? Like, dang! 
I'm just saying, like, when we're not here to like plug different things, but if the Coca-Cola Corporation want to send us some free stuff, we're not gonna disagree with you. Um, family, Aiden, <laughs> that's what family's about. It's, yeah. I don't know how to say pizza in a New Zealand accent. Teach me, teach. Tick. Oh, tick, tick, get me some pizza. No, that's terrible. Exactly. The pizza is what's stumping me right now on, like, yeah. reading it out loud. Pizza? Mm. Pizza? Let me ask that. <laughs> we'll text. We'll ask the resident New Zealander. Oh, my God. Sorry. Cat being fed right now. Oh, man. To be fair, mm. she asked me something the other day about British, British talk, and it helped her out with her story. So that was good, right? It was, um... There we go. What other word can you describe, like, like not like sort of grateful, like you're happy about something, and I said chuffed, and she put in caps chuffed because it was like that's perfect. That's chuffed bits, chuffed bits, well chuffed. I'm very well chuffed with that. Um, but yeah, tick, get me some pizza. That's my that, that'll do. There we go. <laughs> we'll An effort was made. <laughs> Barely. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I see Worcestershire in the chat. That's not good. Worcestershire. Sorry, what? Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're not denying it. I'm saying yeah. Now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> Worcestershire. You're starting a war. You're starting a war here. <laughs> this is family. We're talking about family, and you're you're ruining the family. <laughs> family divided, based on the pronunciation of Worcestershire. But yeah, I, I thought it was really sweet <laughs> seeing like the the family little connections throughout the episode. Again, like the Uncle Rekka thing was really adorable, and he's like, "Where's he's like, where's Echo? Uh, where's Omega?" I was like, <laughs> "He cares about that." Also. I have to say this as well. I said this last week. Like, I feel bad about droids and clone troopers. One, one when clones attack droids, because that's awful. Like, I see your Mandalore flashbacks like, break my heart. But you know that the Empire's truly started, absolutely no going back, when they start implementing those shitty black and orange astromechs. They yeah. just appear. Class traders. <laughs> Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the black and orange, um, loud boys. Yeah, yeah. Snitches get a big dent mm. in their snitches. head. Snitches, <laughs> snitches do get a big dent in their head when wreckers are around. It was the most awful sound, and I want to shout out whoever I think it's either Matt Wood or um, who's the who else works in the sound? Lucas from Sound. I think David Collins. David, does David sound Collins on this and one. David Acor. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to them for creating the most irritating sound in the world. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, normally I'm down with the astromech, but the second you made that noise, it's war. Yep. It's over. Like, how dare you? Um, yeah, I just I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really nice to see a bit more of Echo this week, sort of doing a bit more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his, like, sort of excitement at things is really cool. Because you forget, like, obviously we know the characters, like, um, like, cut, but he doesn't. So then he's like, who's this? And then he's like, wait, Rex is here? Where? Like, I, I'm really excited to see those two characters. It makes you wonder what, how the Batch discovered cut. Because by all, by all accounts, 
Rex should have kept cut a secret. Yeah. Um, and then it suggests that they may have also crashed. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Planet. Like that's a cool, that's a cool story to think about, like how they came across them because I don't think they're like pen pals sharing information about that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. And how he's sort of this refuge for, um, for these sort of lost boys. <laughs> um, and I, and while we, while we have family up here, like it's also like, uh, worth mentioning the family not present because Cut does that. He cuts like where's Crosshair, and and it's mm. like oh that's complicated. That really which, yeah, which yeah. is also the scene we get sort of or the batch gets the confirmation on the on the chips. Um, so that was you know <laughs> except for Tech, who's like I thought it was obvious. Like yeah, to you yeah. maybe, but you're a genius. Come on, share with the rest of us dummies. Come <laughs> on now. Yeah, a genius, but still gets his comeuppance when he doesn't think about yeah. the basic stuff like Omega's on the ship. Right. Or when he doesn't like, think about the basic thing like a simple comm call would make this entire situation have like easier. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, maybe I should talk to the guys before I get our ship taken. Maybe I should no? Oh no, they'll understand. And like these are they'll the things that I'm make this, these are what make good characters because it's like because every every good character exists on paradoxes. Right, like, mm-hmm. um, so the genius who is too genius, <laughs> kind of thing. I, one of my, fa- I can't remember the name of the movie, but I think it's Jennifer Lopez and George Clooney, and it's it's just one of my favorite character paradoxes, where she is a like some sort of government detective, like some agency, and she falls in love with a bank robber. Like, it's it's just the perfect like again paradox of someone who is so one thing. And then just being completely attached to something else. So yeah, it, it's, it's delightful. There we go. Out of sight. That's the one. Um, yeah, great, great original scene too, or opening scene for her character because it's her birthday and her dad like gives her a gift and she's like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful!" And it's a gun. <laughs> 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 and uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I just I love seeing paradoxes in people, and and that's a great one for tech. Incredible. Um, yeah, I think you you all made a really great point about these different characters, and especially like you said, like Crosshair. I wonder if because the way that they set up this episode, the fact that Rex was nearby, I wouldn't be surprised if he appears in episode three, maybe coming up soon. I, mean, I guess maybe it could be down the line and still like maybe it's like an ongoing thing. Like, oh, you just missed him, <laughs> but it would be interesting <laughs> if we get to see him next time, and maybe the core plot goes from we need to get away and do our own stuff to no, we need to save these people. We need to save these clones because it's not mm-hmm. their fault. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rex is trying to save Cody, Wolf, Gregor. If he's like, you might just be crazy anyway and just out somewhere. And, uh, you know, all these, all these characters that we know and love Wolf. I think did I say Wolf. I think I might have said Wolf already and Crosshair, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it would be really interesting to see the, them sort of set up that, those story beats and maybe delve into a bit more of Omega's history and what her what her purpose is, really. Yeah. Or, and if that purpose... It, like, purpose is her purpose, if that makes sense. Like, is it just part of her? Or it doesn't even matter. Uh, a question from Twin Sons Cosplay. That sounds... I believe you touched on that last episode, but looking at Crosshair's new armor, is that the beginning of the Death Trooper initiative? I keep using the word initiative. Well, you have to apologize, <laughs> right? It is, it, it is an initiative. Um, 
Yeah, I think so. It, it certainly looks that way. He's got the green visor. Yeah. The, uh... Certainly the, I think, yeah, I think it's fair to assume sort of the, the precursor. Because, yeah, yeah the, the, I think they're, the, the action figures like Elite Squad Trooper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and even those came from, they were, was it was it Legends or not? I don't remember. But, like, there was a all-black clone trooper. Like, like a black trooper, ops. Right? Yeah, something like that. Um, so, you know, they're all sort of like feeding off each other. And, and I think, I think it's fair to assume, especially if Tarkin is organizing it and, you know, that's how he likes to roll. And like, especially what we learned in the Thrawn novels, I think it's Thrawn alliances that the rumors on the street were that they took recruited citizens and modified them and did crazy Seth, like surgery enhancements on average people to create these death troopers to be qualified. And then it pretty much gets confirmed when one takes off their helmet. And I don't remember what the name of the Imperial officer. That's like a big player in that book. He's like, Oh, Frankenstein. That's what it is. I'm paraphrasing. Obviously he doesn't use the word Frankenstein, they, but they had the best names. What were they? Was one like oh waffle my God, or something? They, one of them was like waffle. It was so good. I'm like, that's my boy. You're scary. It was like Rick and waffle <laughs> yeah, it was something really weird, so but they were good. so good. Yeah, but yeah, like especially since Tarkin is now seeing that genetically modified clones or or genetically modified individuals are useful, very, very useful, and can be quite efficient. And Crosshair is the first of that to be recruited into the Empire. So it's a very, I think it's very possible, very, very possible, and of course the aesthetic reasons. Very the way you said the word on the street. All I could think of was, because I haven't read the Thrawn books, is that, is there a sequence in those books where Thrawn wears a trench coat and, a, and a, like a, a, a cap, and he's got like, he's like, word on the street is. <laughs> death, you, you see, there's his death trooper, see? <laughs> oh my you know, god. Ordinary citizens, taken off the street. Nobody knows who they are. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool that the, the origins of the, the you know, the what's happened to these people if they are clones if they're just ordinary citizens i think we'll know if if at some point crosshair goes from you should have killed the kid to (laughs) (laughs) that would be dead giveaway yeah like Mm. he's talking gibberish sir we can't we can't solve that one i'm afraid um (laughs) that's my biggest i think that's probably my only dislike about rebels is that they gave the death trooper a voice oh yeah i was like i kind of just wish they talked garbled nonsense like that sound effect is so cool so cool (laughs) and so useful like to muffle the communication so your enemy doesn't hear you especially like death troopers who seem to be like super close combat a lot of the time like smart moves smart moves also making them sound scary as hell (laughs) smart moves (laughs) speaking of which my wallet Hey, there we go. Look at that beautiful boy on there. That was planned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so it's really cool to see that that ending point where we get to see finally, I guess, Hunter and Omega both understand each other and both realize that, you know, they're on the same page. They both got new learning to do. She knows she has to learn how to be an ordinary citizen in a way, and he's got to learn to be less of a soldier and more of a parent. So... Like cut, like cut, cuts us. Uh, that brings us 
to our final thing, which is obviously the overall thoughts and scores. Claire, you went first last time, so Nikki, why don't you go first this time? Sounds good. Um, yeah, just another great episode. I don't have much to um, docket any points for. I, I guess it was. it's always sort of a tough challenge to have um, sort of had to follow up the 70-minute big blockbuster opening. Um, but I think they did a really good job at calming things down, lowering the stakes, making them more personal. Um and I think it was it was just a really well done episode, and you know just continues to set up more and more on uh, what we're going to see. Um, so some other things I really loved were Hunter in his um, what's it called his like civilian clothing, <laughs> like civilian Hunter man, and he just he had epic dad energy when he came back to like fight, and he, and he was you know he wasn't armored or anything, but he's just like whooping soldiers and like popping them using their guns on them and um and then when the one grabs omega uh he was like that's my kid son i'm gonna <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna beat you up <laughs> uh, and he just he looked really cool in uh in that kind of clip again it just goes back to to cut uh when he's defending his house in in the clone wars um so and you see yeah. just like the farmer man with the clone <laughs> weapons um so that was that was always cool to, uh, and or it's cool to sort of revisit that, um, and I, I love that look for him. So yeah, I, I love the episode. I'm gonna give it a, a nice nine Lulas out of ten um, because it was just, you know just good stuff. I'm excited to see what keeps coming. Claire, so I I really like this episode. I have a few small issues with this episode, but they overall they're pretty small. Um, mostly they boil down to most of the conflict can be avoided there's like a lot of ways to get around the conflict that happened. Like it just, I just seems like some things were a little out of place for me in that way. Just like, you know, simple conversations also, you know, there's, I feel like there were a lot of things that were repeated in this, like using Wookiee oomph to finally get the breaks off of there. You know, it's just a lot of things that we, I feel, you know, it's, it's been done before and it is really, 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 really hard to follow up like a perfect, perfect, 75 minute season premiere series premiere um it had a tough act to follow and that it's that's not its fault um but because it didn't quite engage me as much as the first one um the more that i've talked about it this week the more it's grown on me i'll admit so i'm gonna give it an eight that's not not that bad yeah i was a seven earlier in the week but the more i think about it the more things i like about it so it was seven for me Awesome. Or eight um, for yeah. me. <laughs> it was a seven for me, but now for about it, it's, it's a seven. Uh, <laughs> seven, eight, seven, seven, eight. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm in sort of in the same spot. I thought it was a really good episode. I think rewatching it, I think it, it hit even more for me. Um, of course, when you think about the first two episodes in general, you're probably thinking more about points from episode one because it's such a big opener and such so much happens in that. But actually, I feel like there's a lot to digest from the second episode that might may be relevant for future episodes. I feel like the core thing I really enjoyed was the the understatement and showing the visual effects of fascism in the galaxy, and again how this isn't something that. This isn't something that 
just popped up. Palpatine again doesn't have to go. We need to get uniforms. We need to get this. Like all of it was built. There's a reason why you know all the sixty six have been planned for decades. There's a reason why the Death Star had been commit had been started building way before the clone was even ended. There's a reason for all of this, you know, and. I just think it's really interesting to see the effects of that. To see the effects on the citizens of the galaxy, how some people lap it up, some people benefit from it, some people are exploited from it. So I really did love that. I love seeing a bit more exploration of this time period still again. Um, and I love the Clone Wars like callbacks. I love seeing these characters again. I love seeing Cut. I love seeing that booby trap with the battle droids was so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I want that in real life. I want... I want a battle droid scarecrow. Like, you know when people go, oh, I don't want to deal with you. Like, just have a battle droid pair up and threaten to blast them. It's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I can imagine. Like, could you imagine how terrifying it must have been? It would have been for Din Djarin if like oh, no. it was like it was like super battle droid ones. He's like, no, poor <laughs> baby, my family. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah, I thought overall it was great, so I'm going to give it a 8.5. There you go. There you go. So in the middle of you, in the middle of you both. So we've all got a conclusive score. Again, another great episode. I thought a really, really interesting way to. If people weren't, I guess, hooked after that first episode, is I think it was a nice way to keep them hooked and excited for excited for what's to come mm-hmm. soon. We have no idea what is to come. Next time, I don't think have we got any idea. Like, there's no trailers or anything, so no trailer. Not really, no. There's been a description leak, but that's neither here nor there. Doesn't really say anything, anyway. Yeah, the the things we, I mean, like I don't know, but the things we can expect, of course, are Rex, Fennec. Um, Mm. There are some locations in other trailers that have yet to be shown. So yeah, could be any of those. Any of those coming up. It's hanging out with the slave people. Yeah. <laughs> Ligurians, yeah. It's very cool. Coruscant might be a good bet, maybe to go to. I don't know if that'd be risky though. <laughs> it's the core of the Empire, but yeah. Um looks not like a great going move there. to have that to be guys with that face. Not the best move. <laughs> They'll never yeah. expect it. It's the last thing the Empire would expect. It's a perfect <laughs> go, move. <laughs> go to the clone gay bar. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Go find kicks. Do you think that's completely different now? Because before oh, it was like God. rowdy. Do you think it's like all miserable? Like they only listen to German electronic music, like Kraftwerk. Oh <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. As they're like kicked out, and you know, it's the, not, the, the, no the one... whole conversation we had before. Yeah, what's the the sort of ramifications on clone culture? There's no neon lights. It's like the bar in um, it's like the pubs in the World's End. You know when they take they, they get taken oh, out. They got by, Starbucks. Like, they got Starbucks. It's just all yeah. like clean wood, shiny yeah. metal, and just oh, listening to German electronic music. Like it's a Weatherspoons. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that that does fit in with the fascism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh my. Well, yeah, a lot of cool stuff to look forward to, a lot of cool stuff to expect. I really hope we get to see more of Crosshair next week. 
even if it's like you mentioned, Nikki, like if it's like a cut to what they're doing while they're yeah. searching for the Bad Batch. Um, very, very interesting to see where they go from there. But yeah. that is all we have time for this week. But before we wrap things up fully, we do have something to share. If I can work out how to do this properly. As you may know, The Bad Batches is our new show for the for the YouTubes and the Twitches and the everything. And we have something very cool to share with you in case you want to in case you like the show as well, which is can I get this working? Can I get this working? The anticipation is killing us, darling. Oh, this, this is the tension from the episode. <laughs> Where's Omega? With those chain codes. Wow. Where is that? Not sure. Hey, oh. there you, there's a blank. Our faces are gone. <laughs> I've got spinning. We're loading. <laughs> no, it's loading it. It's loading it. This is great content. <laughs> Killing it. If it wasn't ant- if the act, if that anticipation wasn't killing you before, it sure as hell is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Star Wars, huh? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Love Camino. <laughs> Super clean. Charlie broke the internet. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Looks like the world burn. There, there we go. go. That's the one. Is it coming up? Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, we see it. There it is. <laughs> you can join Clone Force sixty nine, the bad batches. <laughs> <laughs> You can be a part of it. As far as I'm concerned, it is. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, jump in. Yeah, well, there you go. Clone. Go to T Public. Check us out. You will see our shirts. We've got a lot of cool designs out there. And I will stop that because it is ruining the internet. Oh no. <laughs> This is, this is, this is, this is, much, in case you haven't watched us before, this is the Imperial Sound Podcast. That's how we do. That's how we do it. This is how we do it. We're back. Hey. Ah, close-ups. <laughs> this is not going well. What's going on? You know... <laughs> This is what happens when you get adventurous with StreamYard. There we go. All right. We're back. We're back to normal. Are we? I can't, I can't see. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Just, uh, let's Just assume. Point. <laughs> <laughs> Just mer- mercy kill this episode. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! 
I think we we thought we were Clone Force ninety nine, but we're actually just ninety nine. We're like, please kill us. <laughs> He he was at least effective in his. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew how to clean it. He, he, he at least knew how to work it, work the uh, <laughs> internet. He didn't break the internet. Oh. Um, he could have though if he released those images. <laughs> if anyone uh, if anyone sends uh, us what that would look like, you get a prize. <laughs> get a free shirt. So that's a 99, a Kim K 99 image. Oh my goodness. Um, got Twin Suns cosplay. It says, how do I get one for free? Referring to the t-shirts. So you can actually get one for free if you go to tpublic.com and you you have to give some money over. Um, as a, you know, just a precaution. Donation. Um, then you'll get yeah, a donation and then you'll get it for free. Oh, it's done, kids. I think we actually are some shirts on discount at the minute, so do check us out on there. Yeah. And don't forget, you can also find us elsewhere if you want to help support the show, including our Patreon. Uh, anything, any links to the Patreon can be found below. We've also got links for everything in our YouTube description. So if you want to head over to YouTube if you're on Twitch, and you'll find everything there. So don't worry about that. Please do support us. We're going to have more cool stuff on Patreon soon. If you'd like Lego stuff, Nikki, do you want to talk about what's on Patreon? Yeah, our current show is um, The Sacred Jedi Bricks, where my uh, good friend Reed up the Babble Bubble and I... Um, are currently watching and sort of like live commentating on Freemaker Adventures. And then we will finish that show, do all the other Lego Star Wars content on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm sure whenever the game decides to be a thing, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be working on stuff with the game. Um, okay. So yeah, if you're, if you're a big fan of Lego, Lego Star Wars, Lego in general, um, that's, that's what we're currently running right now on, on Patreon. Yeah, and if you if you haven't watched the Free Make Adventures, one get on it because it's it's incredible. Yeah, and two, you're right. I'm just excited to see anything to do with the Lego Star Wars stuff. I love how they just made a hashtag for no reason. I guess <laughs> like oh, just make a hashtag. Yeah, um, crush our dreams even more right now. Lego Star Wars. Thanks. <laughs> we're so spoiled. We get like so much content. And we're like, it's not enough. We need more. We need... Um, Mark Hamilton says. <laughs> Try to get a Buster Dorsey and break into the Andal set. See, I would mark, but I don't want to be arrested. Or get COVID? Yeah, not vaccinated. And yeah, that's kind of on the prowl nowadays, that COVID 19. Mm, it's on the prowl. <laughs> makes it seem like even more sinister. <laughs> 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 Looking for hot young singles. <laughs> <laughs> Hot, young, young, unvaccinated singles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for people who like spitting. There we go. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. People who like it moist, Charlie. You are danger, danger if you go out. Be careful, man. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> what a, what a way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. And if it doesn't. <laughs> Coca-Cola, please support the show. Yes. So that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back next 
Sunday with another episode of The Bad Betches. But before we wrap up, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at C... Oh, wait, 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 where do we do this? All right, no, C... I can't point properly. <laughs> C-M-W-A-S-H-B-Y. You can know all the links for everything to do with me. You can find on my link tree, which is on my Twitter bio. My Instagram is at Charlie M.W. Ashby. I have a Patreon where I make other shows, then certain things like Batman Returned of our good friend Alden Diaz. Uh, Charlie Ashby Show is on there as well, where I interview people about their life. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Nikki, where can people find you and all your stuff that you do? Yeah, Basically. on the screen. Um, there we go, the bright side. Nikwishis, right there. Um, that's uh, my Twitter handle. And you can check out my other sh- uh, show, another commentary show, One and Done Film Club at one at the letter N done show. We got some uh, the last few episodes of season one coming up later this month. So looking forward to that. Just come check us out. Claire. Heck yeah. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, there we go, C Stribs. Uh, you can catch me as well on Kessel Run Transmissions. And there, yeah. And uh, that is about it. Right? Yeah. Are you sure? Have you got a long week? I don't know. Oh, I, I also I'm launching an I'm launching a new show that will be on the Kessel Run Transmissions YouTube channel. It's called Night Sisters Night In. And it's gonna be wine, lounge, vibe, Star Wars, ladies night. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to share more about the show with everybody and introduce my co host probably in the next week or so. She's I'm glad right you're I'm glad you're doing something different for once because you're never <laughs> doing anything to do with wine or Star Wars <laughs> or laying in. Charlie, you got to play your strengths. You got to play to what you know, okay? And I know a few things in this world, but wine and Star Wars are two of them. <laughs> I'm also, I want to announce my new show. It's called Sleeping with Charlie. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that's, that could be two very different things, sir, Charlie. You're right. I probably should have thought about that before I said that. <laughs> You got I mean, you're interested in if, if you're interested in that, that shows also better than my Patreon. Also, now so, you know where to reach him. He got his Twitter handle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got. I think pretty much showing off all our stuff. Uh, Nikki, with One and Done, it's a seasonal show, right? Yeah, sort of. So we don't really know the particulars yet, but we got like 10, 10 episodes for a season. And then um, we'll probably have some like postseason preseason uh discussions as well but um yeah we got the rest of this one we have season two lined up already and with what we're going to talk about and i think personally it's even better so plenty plenty of fun stuff interesting and so yeah we got a lot, a lot of time for people to catch up if they haven't because you know there's a lot of great discussion commentary tracks to catch up with certain franchises that i know i love um and I've listened to a few episodes. There's one I'm really excited to get to because I have one I haven't seen the film series. And I'm, I heard it was quite the discussion. So, oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm very inter- interested. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone who joined us again. Uh, we'll be back soon, and we'll try and do more stream stuff. Well, I'll, I'll try and do some more, more stream stuff. I might do some games and whatnot. I am tempted to try and find some way to hook up my PlayStation Two and play some games on that. Which would be fun. It is fun. I'll vouch for it. 
Yes. And you can check out all the, the gaming stuff that Claire did on our YouTube channel as well, in case you want to watch Claire struggle to slide down a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I did do that a lot, didn't I? <laughs> like it, it was, it was, it was fun at first, and then like by episode three, I was like, Jesus Christ! It's never been my strength. Way back to the Super Mario sixty four days, sliding down things. I just hear that music in the back of my head, and I have flashbacks of. It's just I can't, I can't, can't live like that. I like. Can somebody do that? Can Claire? Can you like? visually like stare out into the distance like scared and then we'll just we'll just edit, edit that music out. you have to do it because people can do it now perfect that'll, that'll do there we go yeah we'll, we'll edit that we'll put that that'll be a meme or some gif or something um or if we if we get cancelled, that'll be the that'll be the image they use. Um, thank you, everyone. There with the nuke in the back, I like the Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> nuke Elmo. Oh my god! Reaction oh, image. <laughs> my goodness! My goodness! Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have a normal episode out. I think this week as well. Maybe a bit earlier because we have to record stuff in a different, strange way this week because. Just of life, life in general. So yeah, don't forget you can check out our episodes and podcasts on our feed. And we'll be back next time for this show on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And again, yeah, check out us on Apple iTunes. Leave us a review if you can. If you don't, you know, I'm not gonna force you to do anything. But I'll but know. We do know where you live. We do know where you live. We know your fears. We know your loved ones. We'll be back We're next coming. time. <laughs> <laughs> Should just end it. Oh, <laughs> we'll be forever. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, again, thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.